All right. So before we get into what we're talking about, which is I'm going to state it plainly so we don't forget to do it later. Right. Zoids season one chaotic century, the one with Van mm-hmm. episodes four to six. I have to say that because of everything we talked about last time where it's like it's it's all out of whack when it came to the localization and the order in which it was aired in. Right. But yeah. Before we get to talking about that, I wanted to do like, I don't know, pose a question. Mm-hmm. What what level of energy do you think we should be at? Because if I'm thinking about like the things I listen to in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, if I'm listening to something in the morning, I want the people to kind of sound like they're awake. <laughs> Just yeah. because, you know, if you got a morning show, it's like, I want, you know, I want, I want the voices I'm hearing to sound, you know, energetic and already awake. And then, you know, I could, that kind of helps my brain regulate itself to try to get there too. But yeah, uh, the, the, the problem, the problem, I with can't like, bring it this time. And <laughs> when like being like loud and boisterous, uh, one, I, my <laughs> office is upstairs, like where all the bedrooms are. And it's like five o'clock in the morning right now. So I can't <laughs> like go screaming. Um, yeah. And, you know, you know, when you're putting when you're putting an office in a building, it's like this is where the man goes wacky wahoo. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't I don't think anyone had that in mind when architecture was invented, you right. know, in the 90s. Uh, if we want to go right into Zoids then that's cool. I just need to clarify. It's like, I I think in my head when we started this, it was like, it'll be like, you know, in the morning, right? (laughs) Cause we're recording it in the morning. And then I, I listened to it after the fact and it's like, I am putting myself to sleep. Maybe I need to edit more. Maybe I should take (laughs) some of this stuff out. That's making me bored. But the, uh, the, the, the flow, the cadence of the way we talk in these, we are not, we are not full of energy. Mm. We're not quite NPR though. You know, we are, we aren't quite silver tongue getting you to accept everything we say because you're getting very sleepy. We're not quite there. We don't have like the 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 ticking stopwatch in the background. The what? Like hypnotization, like the. Do they have a ticking stopwatch in the background of NPR? I have no idea. I haven't listened since you know. I haven't listened since one day. I was like, "This is evil," but (laughs) it wouldn't surprise me if they have like some sort of like metronome in the background or. If the hosts have a metronome in their head and they're going to some rhythm, I don't have a metronome mm. in my head and I have no rhythm. So don't worry. You will not be brainwashed. <laughs> you can you have my word on that. It will be through sheer incompetence. <laughs> I would be unable to. Ad- if you get brainwashed, it's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> if, frankly, if you get brainwashed by me, you deserve it. <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> so Zoids, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like oh, maybe I was just in a different state of mind when watching these last ones. Where did they feel any like? Did they feel different from the first three to you? So you sent a very foreboding message to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna put <laughs> you in the frame of mind that I was in. Okay, you sent me a foreboding message where I said, "Yeah, I'm about to watch the episodes <laughs> now," and you just said. I'm praying for you. <laughs> and 
I uh, I was like, uh-oh, that sounds foreboding. And then I went and I watched the episodes and I was like, well, these weren't that bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe I just, I, maybe I wouldn't feel on it this time because, I, man, I was looking at my phone. I uh, habitually turned on my Xbox and I was like... <laughs> I'm using that monitor right now. What what am I doing? I just like I was like I'm not doing anything right now. <laughs> I was I mean, where I my brain think, was. I I do think that it settled into the groove like after the initial like uh you know the inciting incident, the burst it, of energy you get at the start, the right, 3 yeah. 2 1 go. Yeah, it's kind of settled into the the okay, this is the this is the serial. Like this is how we're going to do it. You know, they get into some escapade. They run into, oh gosh, what's his name? Every uh, time. I like, I love how in episode six, they were like, <laughs> small world, fancy meeting you here, Irvine. And I'm like, you guys are literally never not hanging out. He's right. in, He is here every day. He sleeps somewhere else. That's the only thing. Like, and it's only and, sometimes. And it's like every episode is like, uh, like that Clone Wars like, episode like where Anakin childhood. It was like, hey, Daniel, I haven't <laughs> seen you in eight hours. That's a little strange. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or but I was I was thinking specifically like when uh, that that Clone Wars episodes where Count Dooku and Anakin and Obi-Wan are enslaved and like they're having to break free. It's like that episode, but every episode. That uh, didn't the episode happen more than once. I wouldn't be Wars? surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because there it's always so many episodes when when a uh, when a villain has to team up with a, a hero. Like that's yeah, always fun. circumstance. But it's every episode. Yeah, and it's like I don't think he's a villain. Yeah, he's just he's here. money is his highest priority. Yeah, he has conflicting goals, mm -hmm. but he's not like he, he does not exist in opposition to whatever Van's goals are. In fact, I don't think anyone does. We haven't been introduced to that character yet. There's the bandits. There's the Republican army. There's the Imperial, like like the Imperial forces or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're like all these factions with their own goals. They don't seem to be related to whatever Zoid Eve is. I'm sure that'll change as time right. goes on. But <clears throat> yeah, I, I Irvine himself doesn't seem to be much of a villain. Were you able to find like a, um, a viewing guide for? the show huh uh if i said i was gonna look it up i never looked it up so i know let, that like because see. it doesn't have a source material it probably doesn't really like have a viewing guide you mean uh, like there isn't the one-to-one -one, like easy thing where it's like right this wasn't in the manga so you don't have to watch it it's like most of this episode is filler so watch this couple minutes of this episode yeah I, I i'm not seeing anything jump out immediately which it doesn't mean there isn't something so it's just that maybe it's not in high demand oh god everything that i see now in searching viewing guide for zoids chaotic century is collecting zoids in 2020 the ultimate beginner's guide <laughs> ultimate the, this i like how they said ultimate about. but but there's a year attached to it 
Right. So can it really be ultimate? It's like it's ultimate as of that year, which yeah. no longer exists. Hmm. This person is asking about a a filler guide. Apparently there's one that's it's episode 54 that is just a recap episode like it's just, you know, voiceover with some clips from previous episodes Mm -hmm. but apparently it's like that's obvious that much is easy to take out oh yeah yeah. things that wouldn't be in in a a manga that an adept that an enemy is at come on (laughs) things that aren't in a manga that an anime would be adapted from (laughs) those are obvious (laughs) and you can take them out but this only has like one obvious thing to remove the Uh rest of it what's funny is that i think uh freaking yeah i think episode four probably could just be taken out yeah i can't think of it episode four was the um the scorpion where they fight well that was all of them but the, the episode four was uh it was called the protectors and it was uh, Irvine oh, takes that yeah. job to protect that village thinking, with the aquifers. Yeah, I was thinking episode five. Yeah, episode. Okay, I remember which one. You're Four was the worst of the three. Not even close. Yeah, uh, it was kind of hard to start off like on that foot. The, there was absolutely nothing that happens for the entire first half and some change. Like at the half, like at the eleven minute mark. So exactly halfway, we start getting a lesson about aquifers what they Mm -hmm. are and why capitalism is evil also um when at the very end when he was saying like sieg taught me how to use the environment to my advantage i'm i'm thinking like how did sieg i almost i almost called him zeke Oh my gosh! I'm not it's even allowed. watching the dub. That, that that tells me it must have been a natural change. They're like none of the voice actors can say Sieg. We're Canadians. We can't even say sorry. You have to give us some room here. I mean, but, we say sorry all the time. We just say it wrong for for no reason. I I guess just to convey that we're cold up here. I don't know. Sorry. Um. I I can't. They're constantly I shivering. Remember. I can't remember anything in that episode <coughs> where Sieg taught Van how to use the environment. All right. Well, you don't remember that it's very memorable, important scene where Sieg, without any explanation whatsoever, Are you runs to- from what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Runs That's- from the situation. <laughs> Jumps in the water, tail whips some water onto Van, and then we forget that ever happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, because clearly after that... he comes out of it and then he shoots up into the sky to go into the shield liger. Right. So nothing happened. It's, it's almost like the, the script was really bad. It feels like it was... It was written backwards of the way it should have been written. It was like, here's here's where everything needs to end up. So we're going to get it there. Now, sometimes that can work, but I don't think they had a starting point in mind. They just had an end point in mind. So they're like, we have to write ourselves to the starting point. 
And I, I guess they just weren't concerned with what that was going to be. Like, it literally just starts off with Irvine's here. <laughs> like, almost every episode does at this point. Right. And uh, it does this weird little thing. Or no, that's not how it starts. It starts with them not having water because. Uh, what's her freaking name? Fina. I can't remember. Fina, yeah. Fina got rid of the water. Because it smelled bad. Yeah, because he put some kind of like mix in it. But then at least that was the dub. Yeah, the sub. He said that he put um, he he put his own ingredients in it. Ingredients like heroic and courage and something else. And I can't remember what the other. And I was like, what? Okay. (laughs) For Zoids, we're going to have to have like little digressions because I'm watching the dub you're watching the sub and it is entertaining to see what changes have been made like if that's the sub (laughs) that gives you a completely different like impression from what's going on that that actually sounds like yeah okay so the water was gross and that's why she got rid of it in the dub it doesn't give that explanation at all. He actually says that he had mixed it with like protein powder. Oh, like he, he was adding protein in it or into it. So something that he bought, like he said, he bought a protein powder and was putting it in the water and she said it smelled bad. So she got rid of it. That's a completely <laughs> different feeling. That's almost like, Oh, this is a misunderstanding. Uh, whereas the sub is like a van is an idiot child. (laughs) That's funny because I would say most of the time, um, dubs right down to the audience compared to subs. Yeah. Just cause you know, uh, Canadian and American children are, are not, are not, not quite taken as seriously. Idiots. (laughs) Uh, but yeah. That's an interesting difference. <clears throat> so it starts off with that and you think it's going to, I don't know. I thought maybe it was going to come back to that, but that almost seemed like a little vehicle to just get them to the water. Mm-hmm. But then the only reason that they're at the water is to have this odd occurring lesson about water helping you cool off. Yeah. It's like this thing they, they bring up immediately afterward, first of all. So it's kind of like, yeah, remember that? Yeah, <laughs> and like, then it happens like full, twice okay, more. So how did how did they say the um how did they like do that in the dub? Because in the sub, the, uh he like when he jumped in the water, he was like, I needed to cool off, I needed to cool my head off. Um, and like now I'm like full happy mode. And then when he was in the argument with uh oh gosh, what was his name one more time? The the dude with the Irvine? eye patch? Irvine. Yeah, Irvine. He was in the argument with Irvine and he was getting angry. She splashed him in the face and she was like, you needed to be full-time happy mode, right? Full-time happy mode is is a weird one they're using. <laughs> I think she, it was something the, like that. The way they worded it in the dub was, uh, you said, you're, you, she's like, you were angry, so I threw water on you to cool you off. And it was like, okay, uh... That just happened like this is we already immediately we got the callback from the thing that was just very awkwardly and stiltedly set up. Stiltedly is not a word. Uh, it, it works. I don't 
I don't know what the real word is, but that's not it. Do not do not assume so much of me. Do not make the same mistakes. <laughs> do not make my mistakes. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, they're already calling back to that when Sieg jumped into the water and it was like, is he telling Van to cool off? But then he goes into the Liger and they go to fight. And the actual callback was when he almost fell into the aquifers. Like that was the thing that won the fight. Right. It had nothing to do with you needed to cool off. It was like you had one too many of these things happening. And this one was the awkward one that didn't go anywhere. It should have been cut. There's yeah, also <clears throat> I, I didn't have as much of a problem with it. Maybe it was the way that the 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 sub did it. But like it was like there are multiple things that he said when he got into the water, like about cooling his head about uh you know full-time happy mode so she saw he was angry wanted him to get him back to happy and then went to irvine and was like but he's right um and then um and then like later it was like he he needed to think and then she like <clears throat> cooled his head off and it was like uh yeah it it for okay, so, me it didn't so bother me show. as much yeah yes absolutely and I, I hate that excuse. It's not an excuse. I, I'm, I, I'm not giving it an excuse to be bad. I'm identifying why these problems are problems. It's because it's a kid's show. They're like, well, we can just fill the dialogue up with now. This is what you should do when right. X. And it's, gosh, it's a lot of dialogue in this episode. Like I said, it wasn't until after the halfway point that any action happens whatsoever. And I think it's the first and it's it doesn't happen in five or six. So this one's particularly clunky. This yes. isn't the whole show. But um, <clears throat> and then also the, the, the super soaker nuke. <laughs> the soup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, why did he? <laughs> OK, so so when he when he uses the aquifer to win the fight at the end, which is an extremely awkward set piece that was directed very strangely. We'll say mm -hmm. I got like berserker 2016 vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole thing where that, uh, the, the, the flying Zoid tried to like hook him. So he, he stopped, stopped moving <laughs> and it, it was they like read. this. Yeah. This, this shot is the worst way you could have conveyed this. It like, once he's dodged it you're not sure that he's dodged it and by the time you realize he's dodged it it's been on it's been like it's been on frame for long enough where you're thinking wait is something else gonna happen and then it cuts to her being like i missed or whatever and it's like oh is that what it was it was very E, e. Um, See a lot of these issues go away When you watch it at 1.5 speed <laughs> Okay I see Alright Nah yeah they would I guess See this is why This is why everyone should add the speed modifier To their players right? um, 
Yeah. And maybe that's why I didn't have such a problem with it. I, I watched the majority of the first episode without the the multiplier speed. And it yeah, was like, but then, then it, it kicked like, in. <laughs> I was like, man, there's a lot of like just really long, unnecessary shots. Like also them well, just the, talking. Yeah, and they'll just like, about stuff and repeating things, in. basically. Yeah. And it's like, ah, and then so I bumped it up and I watched the rest of them like that. And I didn't really have any issues afterwards. It was just it was like <laughs> once it got sped up a little bit and the episodes are now 15 minutes instead of 20. That makes a big difference. Five mm-hmm. minutes less of this episode in particular is like, OK, yeah, it's it's really not as bad now. <laughs> I remember uh, <laughs> when I heard about the fact that Venom had like 40 minutes cut from it. Which, wow, that's a lot. But it also made it, like, that much more tolerable mm. to the point where it's, like, the only... The the Venom sequel, that's, like, the only superhero movie I even have a passing interest in seeing right now. Just because mm. I'm like, well, the same people that did the first one are doing this one. And they had the self-awareness to be like, this needs to be 40 minutes shorter. And then they actually did it. Hmm. <clears throat> but yeah. Dude, speaking of run times, um, th- this is kind of a tangent, but I just, Maddie and I, last night, uh, we were wanting to go to bed at a, at a good time. And we were like, Imagine. I don't know, we're, we're thinking about watching a movie. And Maddie was like, I want to watch Braveheart. And it was just like <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> when you're thinking about going to bed. And I was like, that's. I just happened to like think about it and I was like, that's a long movie. And then I looked it up and it's like three hours and some, I was like, Oh my God. It is. <clears throat> this word has been diluted and used for a million other things. And I think this is why I'm like, the words have power and they, they can be, the power can be removed. This genre has basically disappeared since, but it is, it is an epic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's up there with stuff like Lawrence of Arabia and all that. Like this this film is going to take a while because there is that much going on. I remember I got totally obsessed with epics around my like second year of college. Mm-hmm. Just for some reason, it, it I hadn't seen most of them. So I started watching a bunch and a lot of them are very old. Braveheart was like right there at the tail end. Almost. It was like a. Uh, a send up yeah, to stuff and, like Ben Hur. But yeah, uh, I'm like, I haven't seen a lot. In fact, I haven't seen, um, I haven't even seen Braveheart all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces of it. That's a good movie. Yeah. To say the least. I highly recommend it. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> the, those movies, like that kind of long runtime movie i'm not saying every movie the long runtime is an epic but that kind where you're kind of getting it's almost you're crossing a large span of time and you're crossing like a large span of a conflict mm, yeah <clears throat> that kind of thing doesn't really happen anymore we just get bits and chunks now yeah everything's like, shrunken oh it's set up for a sequel and it's like, well, what if if the goal from the beginning is a later film, how much of this 
is really that important. But anyway, you right. know, I digress. <clears throat> um, there was there was something in episode four that I thought was going to be interesting, and I thought it was going to be like a part of the point. Mm-hmm. I I'm actually not sure how the first, second, and third acts really connect. In episode four, it feels kind of like a hack job, but uh, yeah. Van says something in episode four where he's like, we need something to fight for. Because they're just wandering aimlessly and I'm like, oh, hey, that's interesting. That that's the stuff I want to see. And yeah. then that just is never brought up again. And then no. you get a a lesson that is essentially Irvine should help should let Van help. Even though. Van might make things worse which is funny because van makes things worse and then after the fact he makes it better because i guess he's just good at zoid piloting i don't know <laughs> and then in a later episode it establishes just how inexperienced and green he is at zoid piloting so i'm not sure man <laughs> yeah it definitely felt like episode four can go if, if we're if we're choosing ones to get rid of to be like, ah, this is how you make the show better. You just cut out episode four. It definitely like like, yeah, I, I also hate the excuse of like, it's a kid's show. It's a kid's show. Yeah. But but you can really tell the uh, the mindset that went into making this a kid's show. Mm hmm. Um, and I have a, a a question about the sub when they're giving them the biology lesson, you know, the teachers rolling out the TV so you can watch that because she doesn't want to do any work today. Mm -hmm. Like when they roll out the biology lesson about aquifers, did the sub include the bit about uh, people with only profits on their minds? <laughs> it was actually, yeah, I, I was remembering that I was like, uh, people who wanted the resources just rolled in and started taking it. Okay, okay, that's different. That's different. I that's di that means I, it's I something different. Be, I might be misremembering the way oh, that okay. he worded it, but I don't think that it was. It wasn't so blatant that it was like capitalism bad. <laughs> it, it was just like. What does this have to do with anything? Uh, also, the fact that like everything else that's happening in this world, like this, it, it, was, it came out of left field. I actually think that they were alluding to it being either the Republic or the Empire, the Imperial forces that were like taking it. I, I like I said, I might be misremembering, but it was like. Um, these people just wanted to be left alone. So maybe mm. it wasn't like a capitalism thing um, in the oh. sub. Maybe it was just like a the these governments are taking these resources without like considering. Without regard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in the dub, they were talking about how like this village is like here to protect nature it's like to protect uh, the aquifers some <laughs> from those who would use it for profit. And I'm like, so, so, so to help everyone else with it, I don't know if you noticed, but this is a wasteland and you've got <laughs> stuff that like these people would be able to like, you could get the water to other people because Literally, if you're profiting, Van that means someone needs the from, water. 
Van was dying from dehydration yeah. earlier this episode. <laughs> it's complete. It's completely tone deaf. But yeah, <laughs> uh, that that's probably a result of a clunky hack script from Japan getting run through a Canadian filter. Right. <laughs> it's like wow, this is how we get here. But oh, uh, yeah, I I often forget like how much propaganda there was when we were young, given mm-hmm. how how over the top it is now. But yeah, it was still there. Anyway, so we can goof up. Are you ready to move on to episode five and six? Yeah, I think they, they were kind of connected. Um, yeah. And kind and of gave us a little to, bit more fleshing out with the, the imperial and republic conflict. Yeah. And that was like where it gets interesting, mm-hmm. I think. Which most of that was episode six. I think episode six was much better, actually. Yes. Yes. In, absolutely. In retrospect, that was actually uh, much better. But with five, they introduce Moonbay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, Moonbay, I'm assuming, is much better in the sub because she's extremely annoying in the dub. She's fine. There was a whole bit at the beginning. I mean, this this probably was carried over to the uh, to the dub as well. Um, but in the sub, there was like. Uh, a part in the beginning of the episode where she's just like singing this really irritating song about herself and about like her own Zoid. And it's just like, but it, it, you could tell that it was like supposed to be annoying, but because I don't really speak Japanese, it wasn't like the most grating thing. But, oh boy. <laughs> oh, see, I do speak English. <laughs> it. It, as a matter of fact, was the most grating thing. <laughs> uh, and I don't I don't know if enough. There was too much going into. We have to make sure this is authentically annoying and insufferable. They didn't have to do that. It could have you could have had the other characters seeming like they're overreacting. And like mm-hmm. being kind of mean. But no, they felt like they were underreacting. I'm like, y'all should have got a bat. Y'all should have shut this thing up. <laughs> Make it closed, stop. Did, did she close out the episode with it, too? Uh, I'm afraid so. Also, <laughs> it was episode six where that was all happening. Right. Because episode five, they don't introduce that. And it's like, oh, this character kind of got a, a wishy-washy first impression. But over the course of the episode is shown to be competent and likable and like ha- have reasons you want to keep her around. And then right. episode six is like, no, you don't. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, five, it wasn't terrible. And like also, I, and I'm assuming <clears throat> that in the English dub, uh, like that her voice actress is like kind of grating as well. I think it's mostly the singing. Oh, OK, OK. I don't well, know. Hopefully if, this is the I don't think she's one-off. any. Here's the thing. I don't think she's any less grating than the rest of them would be just because this is a dub of that time. Right. And it's Canadian. So it's like. Why are they talking like that, mommy? But <laughs> it's like, oh, these are those Chinese cartoons. That's how they speak English. And Don't it's like, talk no. to the Canadians, sweetie. <laughs> no, we didn't know. We were just like, why does everyone on the TV say sorry wrong? <laughs> sorry. What's going on, mother? <laughs> but yeah, uh, huh? episode five goes in this uh, suddenly a like a cutesy art style. Did you notice that? Yeah, you're talking about where it had like the the wait. 
maybe I'm thinking of episode four. Um, are you talking about like the the <clears throat> bolder outlines? I'm talking about all of that, all of that together. Each of these episodes, they are not, let's say, on model. This definitely has the feeling of either a uh, small budget or it was done simultaneously in order to like have all of these episodes ready. Mm. <laughs> like the um, <clears throat> This is what Dragon Ball looks like. It'll it'll bounce between these subtle differences in art mm. style, mainly, mainly because it'll be a different person doing like the um, the keyframes. Yeah, I mean, we I remember when you and I uh, started to notice that with Avatar Last Airbender. Uh huh. The third episode is super realistic and they've got like uh, very dramatic facial expressions. Mm-hmm. All right, when I say dramatic, I mean like something you'd see in a film. Right. <laughs> Not, you know, exaggerated. Not exaggerated. Dramatic. But uh, and then there are there. There's like a. There, there is a few, I want to say like almost half of the ep- episodes of The Last Airbender have this much more cutesy rounded art style. Right. Like it's very noticeable, I guess, if you're prone to notice such things. But right. in this one. <laughs> no, if no, you're what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So episode five everything's really rounded and like the eyes are really big and yep. the mouths are slightly smaller. And I'm like, this is a very cutesy looking show suddenly, but of course the Zoids all look the same. Cause that's done by a different studio entirely. Right. So half of the things on screen are going to be a completely on model. <laughs> right. Hard coded. <laughs> anyway, I was going to say the, the the water keeps coming up. Is like a plot point, and I'm like, I don't buy that this is a desert. Yeah, it sounds like there's water everywhere. Yeah, I buy this is more like a savanna at this point. Yeah, it's like there's there's multiple watering holes just dotting this wasteland. I'm not sure how anyone is like going without water for too long. Yeah, it's like just <clears> pop <throat> up a little town next to that abandoned shopping mall and have a nice little lake in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, in episode five, right after episode four, they're like, oh, water. And they get to episode five. There's more water. And they act like surprised. Yeah. They're like, guys, there's water over here. (laughs) It really makes you wonder, like, how long of a span of time is in between these episodes? Well, and also it makes you wonder, are these in any particular order? Yeah. <clears throat> or if they're just like meant to be watched in any order because of like, you know, the, you know, the time like people weren't going to right. sit down and watch <clears throat> something like this for week. After right. Week. But it's, it's, it's getting all the negatives and few of the positives right. of that sort of thing, because the negatives being <clears throat> there could be some repetition. Things could feel disconnected like that, where it's like, the immediate following episode, they are reacting to something as if it never happens when it literally just happened. Mm-hmm. But just like with the Irvine thing, um, <clears throat> it's almost like, does Irvine show up less later on? And would that make these reactions make sense? But <clears throat> despite yeah. that, some of the episodes are having elements of continuity and like they introduce Moonbay 
and then she's in the next episode. Yeah, so like we like had to do her introduction two, first. And these two episodes were like consecutive because like, you know, they were in the Republic was investigating that explosion and found that it was like Imperial armaments. Yeah, they were directly connected. Yeah. She was delivering Imperial supplies. Right. Their little uh, scorpion things detected it. They blow it up and then they're like. They suspected that it's her and then Van, because he's an idiot child and needs to move the plot forward, reveals removes all doubt. Right. <laughs> removes all doubt. Also, speaking of removing all doubt at the end of episode four, I forgot to mention this, but when uh, Irvine, like he, he, he says. Van, Van, like asks him, why didn't you help earlier? And mm-hmm. Irvine explains, he's like, you wouldn't get it if I explained it to you. And then. Fine immediately explains it and it, it explains it in a way that it's like, I, I mean, I guess I could have assumed he might have meant that, but her stating it plainly kind of removes the, the element that sort of made it work in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like she just explains, it's like, Oh, he, he knew that you were going to be able to do it on your own, or at least he was going to wait and see. And of course, you know, Van's probably not going to understand that, but they should have left it at the subtext. I don't know. That's another thing where it's like talking down to your audience that it was completely unnecessary. Like, I almost think leaving it there is going to do much more for a younger audience than it would an older audience. Yeah. Then again, (sighs) maybe the older audience was like, Please just state it plainly. I don't. I don't want to answer the questions. I'm. I have to work. I'm just trying to watch TV <laughs> and not have to put the kids in another room. <clears throat> just state it plainly. But yeah. Uh. Oh, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of just talking about this at a very zoomed out perspective, just because I feel yeah. like I'm not getting. I'm not getting as hooked as I was early on. Because early on, yeah, those, I got hooked on like first... the Zoid Z, the Zoid Eve kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and like, I mean, even episode four, it was like right at the beginning of the episode they had that recap, <laughs> and it was almost like, okay, so now we're done with all the setup. Oh, and... that's a good point. Yeah, it was almost like the first three episodes were like a three-part little movie like, to get things started. Almost, yeah. Ooh. And then right after it's over. It's like, all right, we have well, the most mishmash episode that actually had um, it had like a, a good a good line that I really wanted to remember. So I, I, I wrote it down. But it was when that um, it was when that bandit dude was like, uh, legends are legendary because people believe them. And I believe that is them. nowhere in the dub. What? That's brilliant. That's cool. And that is nowhere in the dub. You're talking about the red haired guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there she was like the lady was talking to him about like the organoid and um and he was like she was like, Do you really believe that legend? And he was like, Legends are legendary because people believe them, and I am one of those people. That's such a good line. That's like I would have marked out if I saw that. Yeah, I was like, hey, there we go. There's one. That's that's <laughs> and my then the rest stuff. of the episode was still really messy. But <laughs> yeah, there's there's that at least is something slipping through the cracks where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. that's cool. I like that. Um, 
wow, that really sucks. I, there was nothing. I don't. I don't even remember what would have replaced that because there's nothing like that. It, it was, yeah, it was you, so uh, forgettable. When you told me to to skip the dub, I uh, I took that to heart. <laughs> well, I told you to skip it just because the voice actors sounded exactly like the kind of stuff that gets on your nerves. Oh, right, like, right. Very yeah. early amateurish dubbing, which to me is nostalgic Ugh. and I find it charming. <laughs> like I season, shudder. Season one of Fully Cooley. Like, maybe it's just because of Fully Cooley that I'm willing to give it, like... I'm willing to let it let it do its best just because I have a feeling that I have a feeling that if I went back <clears throat> to the original Fully Cooley, I wouldn't feel so strongly about it uh, because mm. of like the context that I have with Fully Cooley. Now. It's like I already like this so I can yeah, tolerate it's like, <laughs> right. It's like when somebody tells a really good story, but like not in the best way. And you're like, it was still a really good story, though. Like, I'll listen to you tell it to other people, but I'm not going to ask you to tell me it. <laughs> I'm, one of those, I'm one of those people who be like, no, stop. You're telling it wrong. <laughs> it was actually like this. And then that's why no one wants to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I correct them on the way they tell stories. <clears throat> anyway, I was going to say episode five, better paced and better written than episode four. Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. just as awkward. Like the set piece with like them being chased down that like ravine and her like abandoning the cargo and having it blow up. I was like, that is much better on paper than the one in episode four was. But the way it was Mm -hmm. directed once again was really strange. Like it, it felt like they're choosing the wrong shots to show things. I don't know. Yeah. I, I remember it. I remember specifically feeling that feeling when um she was like stuck at the bottom of the ravine and the <clears throat> like it showed both or it showed van like sliding down the ravine and then it, it was she was like oh you came back and then it shows irvine sliding down the the ravine and it's like i mean you could have done that oh, in man. one shot that is but- so that is so incorrect there's no defending that <laughs> Like it should have been you show them both sliding and then she reacts or she reacts and you show them both sliding. There's there should not be three cuts there. Right. Shouldn't be three. uh, I should say there shouldn't be three shots that are being used. Oh, man. I don't think I noticed that. I must have been that must have been when I was disengaging out and checking your phone and turning on the Xbox. (laughs) Yeah. That was when I when I was returning to my natural state. (laughs) Because I I would have been like, (laughs) very awkwardly executed as far as direction. And I think uh, even though the of course, the Zoids are going to stay on model, they probably have a few different directors, too, because some of the Zoid action is awesome Mm -hmm. and is like way ahead of some of the other action, like four and five. Just the weirdest shots to show things where it's like most of the frame is taken up by things that aren't moving, but are still in frame. Like it's Mm -hmm. not it's not background that is just there. It's like, no, it's foreground. It's not moving. And then like in the leftmost corner of the screen, you see like a Zoid doing some movement. And it's like, whoa, why is the shot here of all places? Right. Then in episode the, uh, six, it's much better. 
the 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 shots that got me in episode five were when um when it would have that you know that that scene in in Star Wars when it's like the X or you see the X wing getting into the targeting system of the yes. Tie Fighter. That scene felt so long and drawn out and done multiple times by yes. Irvine in episode five. And I was uh, like, this could have been so much quicker. And be if it was quicker, it would have been more impressive. I almost feel like <clears throat> the uh, there's just not much for them to do. And I don't mean the characters, but the the people working on the like the writers. There's not much for them. I don't know. I have what I'm trying to say. So they they have like the basic beats of the story, but everything in between, they have no ideas. They have no they have no clue what they can fill this scene with. And I was like the or episode four and then to a smaller degree much smaller degree episode five doesn't feel like it's being written by someone that understands action where mm-hmm. you'd think this is an action show, right? I mean like action adventure. Like, yeah, well it's action in that there is like physical conflicts that yes. happen every single episode. Right. And like that is how the episode is told. Or that's how the story is told. It's, it's through action. Like it's through episode the conflict. six. Yeah. So episode six is the, is the good example that we just watched. Mm-hmm. The part at the end with him and Irvine like working together and like doing that that jump thing. Right. That's storytelling through action. That's that's good. That was written by someone who understands how to write action. Um. Yeah. It still bothered me the timing of it, but yes. Oh, you mean the timing of it? Like. It just the way that it was like, you know, one, the whole the whole like, you know, he jumps up this same ravine multiple times and like just about gets the main villain guy. And then it was like they show the same shot multiple times oh, and then when oh. he jumps up and then like you see him like hit the peak of his jump and then start to fall because they use the same shot. And right. then then the other guy jumps or then Irvine jumps and it's like, bro, he'd be already on the ground by now. <laughs> like you way <laughs> mistimed that. Yeah. So that's action direction. Right. I yes. don't, I don't think the whole person directing it really knew what they were doing, but they were <laughs> propped up by a script that was written better for action. Right. And yeah. also, you know, the kind of stuff that you need to do in an action film, which is have the plot the character development and the message advance through the action of the story. Like your, uh, your third act finale being a big battle mm-hmm. that only works if you can make the story happen during the battle and not, right. you know, in the everything surrounding it in the parts uh, where the, the battle stops so people can talk for some reason so they can explain what's happening in the story. In other words, not Battle of the Five Armies. The opposite is oh, good gosh. action writing. <laughs> but anyway, the Hobbit movies needed to not happen. Uh, the last one certainly needed to not happen, or at least yeah. needed to be like I don't know a twenty-minute segment at the end of the second movie. 
Right. And I actually think it would have been better as one movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, gosh, there was one <laughs> book. It was a short book. Yeah. <clears throat> Compared to uh, Lord of the Rings. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, what was I talking about before I got on the whole action thing? Yeah, it feels like it's not being written by people that know how to write action. It feels like people who are like, okay, so this they're almost writing sitcom episodes, actually. It's what it kind of feels like where it's all dialogue or it's like 99% dialogue and like characters bouncing off of each other. Right. Where in the meantime, it's trying to put them in giant fighting robots to go do the giant fighting robot thing. It's almost like a making uh, funny jokes, right? That part's kind of like a footnote. All of the conflict with the Zoids is like. A footnote in the episode as a whole. Yeah, which is. uh, That's not a good sign for the future if you like had these people on staff making this kind of stuff because I don't think that's something you like learn how to do unless you're told by someone who knows how to do it. I don't know. I'm sure some people like naturally know how to do it. That's how we got it to begin with. But if this is the sort of writing style you've got your, your head in, it's not so easy to like, it's not, it's not a matter of honing your craft. I'll say that. Right. Yeah, it's it's a matter of starting over. You're doing it wrong. You have to have learn the things that you've learned. Yeah, exactly. So it's the opposite of honing. It's like, no, strip that all off. We got to we got to refloor this thing. Uh, but yeah. If we're going if we're just going to talk about episode six now, which, man, I, I really I might remember the least from episode five. Like, I remember the whole thing in with in the ravine and the escape and like uh mm-hmm. Okay, no, it's coming back to me now. But like when they're in that place. Which I actually wrote mm-hmm. down a note. And I'm like, this is something they're doing. They're doing kind of well when they're in that those like ruins with all the water and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Van discovers the uh, submerged Zoid, which man, if you would just if they had picked better shots, that could have been such a cool scene. Yeah, the shots that they picked, I was like. Oh, like that first panning shot where he was like, whoa, I was like, wait, what are we looking at? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know what we were seeing. And then and then even that second shot that they showed, I was like, I still like I they didn't give me long enough to really like put everything together. I is like I can tell that that's a Zoid, but I have no idea what it looks like. Well, right. And they, they didn't they halfway give you a good feeling of how deep it is. Like how like kind of dark and cavernous it would be. Right. And they also have this great transition of him like seeing it, his his reaction to it, and then them cutting to uh Moonbay and when Irvine. He's talking about it. When yeah. he's talking about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, whoa, that was really good. Like, that was fantastic. And and that it's wasn't like, that wasn't just in the editing room they figured that out. That was in the script. So that was really yeah. nice. They literally had a stroke of genius in that one like transition. Yeah. And, and, and I was just I started thinking, I'm like, OK, what what literally happened? Because it was more compelling than what was shown. Because mm-hmm. if you just think in, if you just imagine, like just to describe that scene to someone, the image they get in their head is way cooler 
and and like almost kind of like yeah that would be an effective like scare almost where it's like he's going into this deep dark water and then he sees like dimly lit a giant like zoid in the water and it's like oh wait uh but it's like it's it's like a husk of an old zoid yeah and that would have done good like setting a foreboding tone but unfortunately it's kind of just oh there's a zoid in the water and also like it was just it felt like it was completely wasted when they were like oh yeah the those republic people they just this is their trapping area so that person they must have just like lured here and then killed yeah (laughs) i didn't think about that it just kind of they say it and it's like okay so that's that's what's gonna happen right <laughs> it's just immediately like oh okay well all that mystery just like check mark let's move on gang yeah it, it would be, huh. first of all this show talks too much but yeah well, first of all take out a lot of the dialogue but if you're going to use dialogue having that realization w- could have been good like as it was happening like say right. Irvine realizes what's happening and it's like, Oh, it's, it's a trap, you know, that we were lured here and that we're it's a, uh, I don't know. It, I don't even know if he should have known that it was, it was from the Republican forces. I don't know. At least maybe don't tell us so plainly. It's yes, very, like that would have been a really good moment for him to like, for that to be the realization that like, Oh shoot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're in a trap. We we right. We're about to be plundered. But yeah. Anyway, so I okay. So I can remember the the progression of the events in five, and there's a lot more to work with, and mm-hmm. it could have been done much better because there are parts of it that are done really well. Mm-hmm. Then you get to episode six, and uh, oh, I never finished my thought. I was gonna say those little bits where they show. Uh, not just show the downtime because that's not I don't want people to do that I want them to do less of that but the actual downtime not downtime in the story where it's just people standing around talking and getting lessons about aquifers and capitalism but (laughs) the downtime where it's like them at camp like eating or like going to bed it's good to show that with adventure stuff Mm -hmm. maybe just because it reminds me of Avatar The Last Airbender like they did that a lot where they, there's like these dimly lit night scenes like out in the middle of nowhere with like Appa in the background. Yeah. Where they're like I either winding down or it's like it's like setting something up for the future. And then there are so many scenes like in the mornings when they're in their sleeping bags or whatever, where something happens to wake them up. And that's just, I probably, maybe it's just because I have extremely potent and positive nostalgia for avatar. Yeah. I mean, I feel like those scenes are super charming. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) I obviously, I love scenes like that. (laughs) The scene where, uh, Sokka who's trying to sleep and he keeps getting hit with rocks because they're training (laughs) earthbending. Mm hmm. Great stuff. Pretty much that whenever whenever I think of like when you said morning scenes, I always think of Sokka just sitting up in his sleeping bag. <laughs> like yeah. with his arms tucked into it, like not really budging and his eyes half closed. Right. 
That stuff's good, but I almost think that's important for the adventure part of the action-adventure thing, is that you mm-hmm. need to show the connective tissue. So even if you're doing something episodic, you need to show that they're like, time is passing, and they're like out doing stuff, and this is like, you know, we're not, this isn't status quo. Yeah. We are in the process of like some big change. You know, we're at least going from like a point A to point B thing. Because if you're constantly... You know, the status quo is showing Superman in Metropolis. Right. Like, this is where he lives. This is where he goes to work. This is the place he protects. So, that's it's almost entirely episodic. But, you know, you don't need to see Clark Kent's process of, like, you know, winding down before going to bed. Or, like, you know, things waking him from his slumber. It's just, it's not necessary because it's not... Like, like, this is the status quo. You're going to see him. He's at the Daily Planet. Something's going to happen, and he's got to go save the day. Yeah. But with this kind no, of I mean, stuff. It's fun to, I mean, like, I when you say that, like, I think of him waking up in the morning and, like, when he, like, shaved his stubble with his uh, with his heat vision. Like, I think of those fun Oh, scenes. that was really cool. I forgot but, about but, that. But it's nice. it's nice to throw that in just to mix it up but you basically only have to throw it in once (laughs) like Clark Kent's morning routine you see once and you know that that's what he does for every other episode and it's like that's a fun way to mix it up and give you more of that uh fleshing out of him as a as his routine and his person but it's not necessary for like really understanding what he's doing in his growth path. But when, when you're, when you're going on an adventure and like seeing somebody wind down for the evening or, you know, they're seeing them take a a break for a meal. Yeah. And with a campfire. Yeah. Roughing it. That's a, that's that's a good way of saying it. It's like, that's the, that's important on an adventure because like one, I mean, those were some of my fondest memories. Like we're hanging out in the, the the pit in the backyard. Like, (laughs) Like, I like how don't describe that any further. I like the image people just got <laughs> in the pit. <laughs> Back when we had to spend a few days in the pit. When we nearly lit our freaking sleeping bags on fire. Because we were cold and we were trying to get warm. And that poor hot dog you slept with. <laughs> I thought I thought. thought crushed a hamster yeah i thought i'd crushed a rodent because i just i got up and i saw only gore it was just squashed mashed meat and i was like oh no i rolled over and killed a small woodland creature in my sleep oh boy anyway um oh yeah our off spray flavored hot dogs we were eating that couldn't have been good for you know what (laughs) <laughs> that Maybe. explains a lot. <laughs> explains a lot. <laughs> Those were our paint chips. <laughs> anyway, um, that's something that Zoys is getting right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like that they frequently show that, and they kind of bookend things, or they at least start things off with them, like in in a state of like transition, where it's like we're we're moving somewhere, we're uh, at camp. You know, we're, we're just waking up or something. That's a good yeah. way of showing, even if it's not directly connected episode to episode, it's a good way of showing momentum, at least. Yeah, and like it's episode six kind of had a combination of those two things, whereas like bo- they were both transitioning and it was like a, like a 
roughing it situation. Like, I mean, uh, Sieg and um, uh, Van were just asleep on the, in the car. Uh-huh. Also, well, uh, I liked the, uh, the trailer, but I, I liked the scene in the prison or the jail. That was great. Mm hmm. Everything about the jail was awesome. And like Irvine getting out to the plastic explosive that he had kept hidden and like that cool like detonator that he set mm-hmm. up. I that like stuck in my head. I was like, yeah, this is cool. I like this. This kind of stuff. That's what makes yeah. him likable. But then the rest of the show tries to make him unlikable. And I think it's because they think they're making him look more villainous. But he could still be villainous and still be likable. I don't know. Right. It's a it's a weird mess. A lot of it is. Yeah, I I am I'm enjoying it. It's it's fun enough in passing. I think that the only thing that would keep it from being in passing for me is the fact that like I am watching the sub, so it's like I can't really look away. Mm. Um and I don't want oh, really want to I... switch based on <laughs> what you're <laughs> <Yeah>. describing. <clears throat> I think maybe just but. to make it to where I have to pay closer attention. Not that I don't even know if that would help, actually. But like if I switch to the sub, I would have to pay closer attention. Mm-hmm. But if I'm on the I... dub, it means I can just let it play. And if I do get distracted, I don't know. Yeah, I do have to say like the the sub and like some of the issues you're describing with the dub is like those don't really exist. Um, well, the whole thing with, I, I put, I, I put my own ingredients in it and there were these, it's like, why they, this is a crazy person. And then in the dub, it's like, Oh, it's, I put protein powder in it. It's like, okay, that doesn't show, uh, that doesn't jump out to me as van is going on about some nonsense that that's just like, Oh, Fine is like not adjusted or whatever. I don't know. It sounds like a, a mixed bag either way. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> but then we did get a bang in line like, you know, legends are legendary. Yeah. Mm, it's hard to get around that one. He, he, he hasn't said anything interesting in the dub. <clears throat> he has a decent voice actor. It actually looks like his voice matches the character. Mm. But nothing about the writing for the bandits has been good at all. In the dub, yeah. they're very cheesy. Yikes. Like almost everything they said is like, <laughs> "We're bad guys." That's basically their dialogue. Yeah, I mean, like uh, that one dude. I'll pay him back for the thing that he did in the desert back then. Oh my gosh, they kept saying "back then," like yeah. referring to one of the previous episodes. This is <laughs> like back then. It's like, man, that sounds like it was like forever ago. <laughs> yeah, it's like, didn't that just happen? That was like, I don't know. <laughs> Four days max. <laughs> that was this week, dude. And man, if it was if it was like three months ago, man, you're really holding a grudge. Also, man, this story is crawling if that was that long ago. Anyway, uh, I like that we're getting this. The like the world a little more fleshed out. It feels like it really needs it just so the writers mm-hmm. have more to work with to fill up the episode. Uh, yeah, I think maybe if this conflict becomes the primary focus, that'll be a little disappointing to me just because when you're having an adventure story, wars bog it down significantly. Yep, so looking at you, Skyrim. Look, at, I don't even know, but 
looking at Naruto, oh. like all of the fun stuff stops when the Great Ninja War starts up again. And and it's like mm. no fun. Like no one's doing any more globe trotting. Everyone's gonna be in the same spot stuck for like fifty episodes now. Good grief. I can't think about watching 50 episodes. Well, you wouldn't have to if you were doing Kai, so. That's true, that's true. It'd be, it'd be like five movies. Still, it, it is infamously the lowest, slowest part to try and get through. Is it like 50 episodes of Lost Appa? Oh, no, 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 no. no. That, was, that was emotional drain, not, yeah. <laughs> not that, that wasn't, bad storytelling. Yeah, no, that, it wasn't like slow, like, uh, we're still here. We're, we're, we're tuning back in at this conflict that apparently mm. has advanced four seconds since we last were here. Mm. It's like it has like 12 battles going on simultaneously. All of them probably each took about half hour. But because you're getting bits and pieces, just frequently switching over, and then it won't let anything happen when you're not looking. It's like you have to see every minute of these battles. Speaking of shonens and wars, um, we totally missed the premiere of uh, of the My Hero movie. Did we? It came. It came out on the seventh, and it I I learned that on the ninth, and like everywhere that I looked, there you were mean, no showings. Well, that was only in Japan. The American showing is much later. I I looked up when the um when the U.S. release was, and it said the same thing. What really? Here, let me see. It said it was here this past week. I didn't hear anything about that. Also, that would be totally different from Two Heroes and Heroes Rising. They really need to stop putting hero in the in the description. This too, yeah, I, it's there twice because it's My Hero Academia, Two Heroes, My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising, and then My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission. Okay, when I when I was looking it up the other day, it was uh, definitely saying that it was the same day. But no, it's uh, September 2021, so we're, we're good. Okay, never yeah, mind. Okay. Uh, ignore me. I am a fool. That is much much faster than the previous ones. Like, it took them a long time to bring it over here last time. It was like six months for Heroes Rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that actually resulted in that confusion where people were like, oh, for that dramatic scene in Heroes Rising, they reused a song from the season four finale. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, they didn't. That aired like months before that in Japan. They actually reused it in the show, which, you know, take right. that how you will. But um, also, uh, j- this is just a periodic reminder of just how awful and clickbaity uh, anime articles are. Oh, um, yeah. Because it was like. Hey, the My Hero Movie 3 has been like its release date for US has been confirmed. And then when you click on the link, it literally says in <coughs> bold note, this story will be updated once the exact My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission US release date is confirmed. Hmm. <sighs> so. It's getting 4D screenings. Pardon? How? All right. Do you know what those are? Yeah, the, the, they have like all the 
<laughs> the smell the of vision. And steam and like the shaking seats and stuff. Yeah. Apparently, uh, that was the I only think- way Black Widow was enjoyable at all. And Is I'm it- like, that makes sense because it's it's it, the good Marvel movies are just carnival rides at this point when yeah, they're not but, being, I mean, you know, I, I won't say that. Never mind. <laughs> does that mean that my hero or this movie is going to be like Parallax 3D? What? What is that? Like, I mean, like, like a 2D movie when it's 3D, like it's, it's oh, Parallax. like a Parallax scrolling and shoot 'em ups. My favorite games ever. Is that it? I didn't know that was a thing. That actually makes me excited. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, hope so. That would I'll be have really to believe cool. You on that one, I don't know what that is. It, it, the way that the uh, the Samurai Jack movie was going to be three D. You remember that? You remember when that was like the plan? Huh. Okay. Well, Gendy Tartakovsky was going to make a Samurai Jack movie, and it was going to be three D, but it was going to be like still like beholden to the two D style. So, like you know. Each that sounds so freaking would, sick. Would be like, yeah, it'd be like almost like a Paper Mario type 3D. Oh, that's interesting. But yeah, that I would be that would be really cool. I wonder if that would break uh, the suspension of disbelief in a few places because then your brain might realize, oh, these are flat images. Yeah, I, I mean, I I'm assuming that it will be not like that for my hero it would have worked a whole lot better for samurai jack just because the style i'm assuming it's going to be like if they are making 4d showings then it has to be 3d right Uh, or a good question i don't know actually i don't know if that's required i feel like 3d and 4d like have to go in tandem (laughs) well just because it's 4d it means it must include the third one right right it includes the third generation backwards compatibility (laughs) (laughs) i think you're uh you're assuming that the reason it's called 4d is not just because it sounds good and is good for marketing right it it could be completely divorced (laughs) from like having to have 3d glasses or whatever yeah, I just I, I whenever I think of a 4D movie that I've seen, I'm always wearing 3D glasses. I've never seen a 4D movie. This is all like theory to me. There's no Sorry, place when I say when I say 4D movie, I mean like those those little carnival like shake your chair okay, yeah. four minute experiences. <laughs> yes, I have seen. I love I love when they're called experiences. Anytime something calls itself an experience, I'm like, this sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> right. You don't want to call yourself something because then it invites comparison and your thing sucks. Yeah. It's like uh, when people are talking about video games as experiences and it's like, we're more than just a video game. We are an interactive narrative experience. I'm like, you made last of us two. That's what you, you did. Mean, didn't you? You mean heavy rain. <laughs> you mean heavy. That's see, I can't believe heavy rain gets away with it. When Last of Us 2 doesn't, like, people really, really come after that. Maybe because it's a sequel. but And also because uh, Heavy Rain has that riveting scene where you just, Jason! Jason! <laughs> yeah, that was a good meme. It was a good meme. You remember, you remember the good times? <laughs> when our, when uh, the worst of our problems was some, some goofy dude pretending to have an American accent walking around yelling, Jason! <laughs> Those were the days. Those were the days when when <laughs> the worst 
the worst thing a video game was gonna do to you is uh well be I guess bad. be bad <laughs> I was trying to think is that good <laughs> I guess it's more tragic when the good game is like undercut by all the nonsense but you know anyway well what a digression that was what are we talking about I was gonna say uh, we I was talking about the my hero movie well, I, I was I was happy about. Oh yeah, you completely came out of nowhere that one. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> we'll we'll try to we'll try to cover that and we'll try to pay attention. But honestly, I don't like going on the internet and looking up current things. Yes, I, I, I it's lost its luster. It's like let's see what's going on in Destructoid today. <laughs> anyway, um. just saw one of the notes i wrote down it's poignant from what i just said i wrote down republicans versus imperials keck <laughs> <laughs> anyway um uh shoot i was gonna say something relevant oh yeah so so um filling out the lore and like mm-hmm. I, I hope it doesn't get bogged down by the war i hope the war just gives it something to do right and um, I like this 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 character they've introduced. He, he the one that looks like Guile. Yeah, the the military dude. Yeah, he's not. I like how they've introduced him, and he's not a hundred percent bad. And like yeah, they give seems- him scenes where he like reacts to things, and he's like kind of growing fond of the main characters. Yeah, and he doesn't seem like he's. He doesn't seem like that mustache twirling. Like he's not the guy from Blue Avatar, who's like, look at look, he is dirty, rotten, scoundrel military man. Yes, who is masculine, masculine bad kids. <sighs> he's not that guy. He's more like the uh, the military guy from Akira, who's like being very rational. Yeah, and like, hey. This could be a problem (laughs) as it proceeds to be a massive problem. (laughs) Yeah, he's not okay. He's not domineering of all of his like subordinates like he's actually carrying on conversations with them. Yeah, he doesn't have this weird. I don't I shouldn't (laughs) I shouldn't get into that. (laughs) They don't have this weird relationship where it's like that only exists in a movie like that only like none of that is believable. Right. I remember I had an idea for a a short film. Maybe I maybe I'll cut this out if I decide I I still want to do it, but uh, it was going to be called uh, Devil Dogs, which do you you know what that refers to? I actually remember you. Uh, oh, wait, did I tell you about this? this? I think you told me a little bit. I remember the name specifically. This is I'm, a long I'm, time ago. I don't remember all the details. It was when I was first getting on my on my, you know, my Ron Paul stuff. But gotcha. it, it was a, a scene where there's going to be this drill sergeant that was like acting like a drill sergeant. And then when like the uh, the, the the guys he's training succeeded, like they did something correctly he like acted like they were dogs. He was like, good boy, good boy. And like, <laughs> wouldn't they give him treats and stuff? And they were just like really freaked out, like visibly disturbed and confused and like looking at each other. 
but that guy doesn't know like the drill sergeant doesn't react or change he just keeps going on with this routine for a couple scenes and he's like and then he goes back into drill sergeant mode and he's like all right we're gonna you know run from here to here and you know no loafing or whatever and then they like they kind of start running but they're looking at each other like did that just happen anyway that was like my gonna be my first stab at like social commentary where it's like what is this weird interaction that did that doesn't seem like it's real yeah Uh, and and that isn't in zoids like this guy actually acts like a human right like a human would act or something also uh that 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 poor subordinate had never uh fired that gun what happened wait oh that may not have happened in yours um when that this subordinate is, this I, like, I i want okay I, on one hand i think maybe it's like it would help us be a little more coherent if i watched the sub but but it is really interesting. Also interesting yeah yeah also because i find that era of like early anime dubbing just just to be really fascinating like the mm-hmm. different changes and the different choices they make and it like gives you a little window into like what they were thinking when they saw right. that translation come across the table yeah, the um so when in that uh in the scene where that subordinate like lets uh Moonbay and Fine out of the prison cell uh-huh. and like he points the gun or like pulls the gun on them and blah blah blah. I thought well, that was a cool interaction. Yeah, yeah. And then like Fine like looks on the inside of the gun and she's like, You have never shot this gun, have you? Whoa! That's cool. That wasn't in mine. <laughs> oh man. But that's then it's a cool like, scene. It was right after that. He was like, shut up. And then like Moon Bay like hit him or hit his hand and he drops the gun and then Fine picks it up. Like that was the interaction. Like they caught him off guard with that statement and then like took the gun from him. There was no catching him off guard in the dub. It was literally uh, Moon Bay like taunting him for pointing a gun at a lady and then she yeah. knocks it out of his hand. Yeah, she said that as well. Like, um. So, oh gosh, I can't remember the word that she used, but yeah, she like how like uh, inelegant, I think was what she said. Um, Yes, there was that. But then like that little statement from Fine was like, oh, yeah, it's cool because she's like observant. Mm -hmm. And then also, what do you say? Intuitive. Yeah, it's cool to have that stuff in your like sort of. What am I trying to say? What is that that archetype that she is? Uh, I mean, guess like the 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 straight shooter. The no, no, Fine. I mean, she's like a naive, like uh, I would say she's she's like the uh, well, whatever she is, she's the foil to Van. She's like yes. the, the the feminine foil to Van. Like they're both naive. They're both like young and uh. Like she's more observant. He's just like action oriented. Mm-hmm. He like he reacts to things, but <clears throat> and then everything else reacts to her, right? But yeah, uh, that's a cool that's a cool thing with that kind of character, or th- they'll notice little things like that. I wish yeah, they I'm kept that to, in there. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna have to keep uh, keep listening out for things like that. Because I do, I do like those differences. I think they're just going to come up naturally. Because the apparently, sub, there's yeah. so many. 
Yeah. Now, if it gets to a point where it's like, oh, yeah, the dub is like significantly worse and going in a very different direction, then we might want to just like switch. But right now I'm fascinated enough to keep it going. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I mean, that's probably all I got to say. Yeah, I don't have any major points I needed to get to. Uh, A lot of this is, you know, adventure story. Here's some little some little conflicts that are very clunky. Yeah. After episode four, though, it it did get a little bit better. Episode four was the worst offender. I'm hoping since they've kind of set up a big conflict now, the next three are going to be pretty good, but we aren't going to be coming back to those for a minute. So, yeah. You know, so see, um, what are we covering next week? Well, we did Zoids just now. We did uh-huh. uh, freaking Saint Seiya before then. <clears throat> right before that was Eat Man, which is now going to be replaced with Gurren Lagan. So that means now we're doing My, My Hero. Yeah, and I think My Hero, by the time we record it, will have four episodes. We'll have a big old chunk. That might be a longer episode. Yeah. Depending on what they cover in the show. We'll we'll cover whatever there is out for us to watch. Yes. Because I don't know exactly how many. We've gotten our system all out of whack by watching too many shows. Right. Yeah, (laughs) uh, we'll see. Um, Probably around three to four episodes. But yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, go on Plus Ultra. Killing people is bad. Yeah. And, and remember, child, uh, profit bad. <laughs> Believe in some legends. Shut up. That's ooh, uh, you want to talk about clunky. That was a fitting end. <laughs> <laughs>